0: Nobody likes nuanced opinions. People love their echo chambers. They love sitting in a room with people that all believe the same things as they do. And if someone comes into that room and starts spouting off things that don't fall in line, well, they're just not invited. Now, the liberals and the conservatives, they all have their own version of an echo chamber. And I want to completely destroy that. Which, of course, is going to make everybody mad. So let's start with some controversy right out of the gate. Number one, I think all humans have an inherent human value. But, and there's a big but here, there are three different types of value when it comes to people. And I think sometimes people are not on the same page when they're discussing a person's value. So, what are those three? Well, number one, we have the inherent human value that we all share. Now, you may disagree with me about that, which is totally fine. I absolutely invite constructive criticism. But one thing that I've believed for a long time is that human beings have an inherent value in all of us that makes us all equal. So, you are not better than me. I am not better than you. We have this unquestionable relevance just because we're human. Now, you might be one of those people who believes that human value and animal value are equal as well and that you might even be a vegan. Personally, I'm going to admit that I don't care about animals enough to be vegan, but I totally respect people who do. I I like animals. I decide whether or not I like animals on an individual, one-on-one basis. So am I going to eat my dog? No. If I had a pet cow, would I eat that cow? No. Gonna eat some cow I've never even met? Definitely. Would I eat a dog I've never even met? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I've never thought about eating dog, really. But if I were somewhere and somebody was like, yeah, it's totally legal to eat dogs here, would I try it? Probably. Would I try horse? Maybe. Would I try some other little animal? possibly I don't know but I'm not gonna be all up on my high horse right now and say that I love animals so much and then turn around and eat a cheeseburger because that is some hypocritical nonsense if you love animals at least admit that you decide which ones you love and which ones you do not give a flying fuck about you know what I mean but I digress Some of this is going to be stream of consciousness. I should just warn you now. Probably should have made a bulleted list before I started, but whatever. Moving on. So three types of value, right? Number one, inherent human value. We're all equal. Number two, biological value. And this is the one that gets people very riled up. Biology does not care about your inherent human value, okay? Biology takes no prisoners Your biological value is determined by how well you can reproduce, okay? Can you stay alive long enough to make more tiny little humans, okay? Can you produce some more crotch fruit? That's the question. That's all biology cares about. If there's something that gets in the way of you producing a little crotch fruit, then biology has canceled you. K.O. Goodbye. People get real pissed off when you start talking about biological value, even if you start the conversation by saying that there is an inherent human value in all of us that's completely equal. People do not care. As soon as you start talking about how biology doesn't give a crap about people, everybody gets offended. I just don't understand. Okay, so I think it's real important for the future of this podcast for me to let y'all know right now that there are three different types of human value. Number one, inherent human value that we all have that makes us all equal, that makes you, listener, no better than me, that makes me no better than you. We are totally equal just because we're human. Two, biological value. Okay, now... Like I said, this one pisses everybody off, but we'll get to more about that later on. Third type of value, very important, this one is social value. Once again, this is one of those that gets people confused, people get all mad and angry, lots of arguments, yada, yada, yada. So what is social value? Social value is how worth, almost said worthful, not a word, Um, how worth it are you to society? okay? Do you provide value to the group as a whole? So, let's think of an example here, okay? Let's just, you know, first podcast, jump right out of the gate. Let's do some controversy, all right? Let's talk about someone who has a severe physical and or mental disability. Now, I personally, like I just stated, Believe that everyone has an inherent human value. So I do not believe that I am any better or more worthy or more awesome, however you want to phrase it. I don't believe I matter more than someone who has incredibly you know, debilitating uh, physical diseases or cognitive disabilities that render them unable to take care of themselves. Am I better than them? No. I cannot stress enough how much people who refuse to actually engage in intelligent conversations will completely ignore the first part of what I just said. Because the, the other two types of human value are all they're thinking about. Why? Because the social value for someone who has severe cognitive and... Uh, physical disabilities, is very low, okay? The biological value of that person is also very low. Neither of these two things is more important than the inherent human value. So, you can add the value of that person socially with the value of that person biologically, and it still, together, does not equal the inherent human value. In my view, the inherent human value trumps all other value. You, f- you may feel free to disagree about that. I am not going to demonize you. Personally, I'm in the business of having conversations with people who disagree with me. I can, const- I can accept constructive criticism, and I can have complicated conversations. But the trick is we actually have to be willing to sit down and have the conversation so you know just telling me to kill myself because i even mentioned those other two types of value is just not helpful you know so three types of human value why is that important thank you for asking here's the thing we have this issue in society where when we have a couple people and they those couple of people are having a conversation let's call it a debate argument, whatever you want to call it. They don't agree 100%, and they're trying to have a civil conversation about that, all right? You have two people in this conversation, this disagreement, this respectful exchange, and all of a sudden, you realize, as an outsider looking into this conversation but not being a part of it, that they're confused about the types of human value they're each discussing, they haven't had this preliminary conversation that I'm having right now where they each discuss what the different types of human value are and which one they think is the most important. Because, I mean, think about different arguments that you hear, right? Some people think that a human social value is the most important type of human value. And if they cannot provide, uh, if they cannot provide a uh, benefit to the group to society as a whole, then they're basically worthless and deserve to die. So, for example, people who, uh, for whatever reason, cannot work, cannot pay their taxes because they can't work. People who are, let's say, on government welfare because they just can't afford not to be. Or, I mean, some people abuse welfare, true, but it's around 2%. Not a lot of people, and of course those numbers might be a little bit old, I might have to go back and update that later, but as far as I'm aware, a very, very small percentage of people on welfare actually abuse it. In fact, I'm more worried about the super rich people abusing, you know, the fact that they don't really have to pay taxes quite like the rest of us, but that's probably a different podcast. Anyway... I think it's important to have a conversation about these three different types of human value because if you think about it, so many conversations just explode into um, not-so-civil debate because people are coming at it from a different perspective and they're not defining things at the very beginning. And so this leads me into something else I wanted to discuss When I'm having a conversation with someone, whether I agree with them or not, the first thing we need to do is define the words that we are arguing about, okay? So let's take another controversial thing, abortion. In order to have any kind of productive conversation about the abortion issue, you have to define what you believe human life is, when human life starts, and you have to know what the other person who is arguing with you or conversing with you thinks about that, okay? You have to have that conversation where you define the terms you're discussing because if you don't, you could be arguing apples and oranges the entire time and neither one of you are going to come away having gained any new insights whatsoever, But then again, most people do not argue or debate to gain insights. Most people just want to win. Which is why I just don't like debate as a whole. Like, not the uh, casual word debate, but the actual act of getting up on a podium and following all the rules and whatnot. I've watched a couple of debates, uh, and you know what? They are garbage, And I say that because even the really good ones that you watch tend to be more about who can speak the fastest, right? Like, I don't know if you've ever watched a debate or listened to a debate, but I have. And let me just tell you the actual point of the arguments was getting completely lost in the fact that it was a competition and it wasn't really about learning more from each side and growing as a person. It was about who can speak the fastest because it's timed, you know, and it honestly, I, I was literally watching high schoolers do this and I just felt like I was wasting my time because they were speaking so quickly to get under the time limit that I wasn't even able to soak in what they were trying to say. So, anyway, I'm just going to digress all over the place, y'all. But the three types of human value are important to discuss before you can really get anywhere. And the reason why this needs to be my first podcast episode is because I'm going to be referring to this constantly, okay? Simply because there are so many arguments on all sides of the political spectrum. And I guess you can't really say... all sides if it's a spectrum, but I mean, it really is, you know, you don't just have liberal and conservative. It's way more 3D than that, you know. Um, In fact, I personally don't identify as either a liberal or a conservative. I wouldn't call myself a Republican or a Democrat simply because people love straight ticket moral principles, meaning that they're, you know, You've heard straight ticket voting, which basically means if you vote for a Democrat, you always vote for a Democrat, or you vote for a Republican, you always vote for a Republican, no matter what the issues are, no matter what that individual human being does, says, etc., etc. And this is a problem, because this completely erases critical thinking skills, okay, because human beings are complicated, multifaceted individuals, we are not straight ticket, we don't live a straight ticket existence, is what I'm trying to say here. Which is why I think George Washington was right when he was like, y'all really shouldn't have a two-party system. Don't do that. It's going to be a disaster. And then what happened? We did it and it was a disaster. Washington was right this whole time. Which is part of where the tongue-in-cheek uh common sense party uh, title comes from. Common sense is taught, okay? It's something that has to be learned, whether you're learning it through your parents, your teachers, life experience, you're learning it. And the reason why I know that is because what you think of as common sense is not going to be exactly the same as what someone else thinks of as common sense. For example, let's say you live in a society like... Our regular American society where we eat with metal forks and where we have outlets in the wall with electricity running through them you should not stick a metal fork in an outlet you might be laughing but there are definitely some more primitive primitive might be the non PC word way to say that but I'm gonna do whatever I want because it's my podcast and if you don't like it feel free to leave People should not stick metal forks in outlets, right? We, as a a first world society, consider that to be common sense. But people who have not yet learned that, such as maybe people in different societies who do not have electricity or do not have metal utensils, one or the other or both, might not realize that bad things might happen. Similar to children in our society who have not yet learned that. I mean, why do you think parents spend so much money on childproofing their entire house? It's because children have not learned that yet. So I challenge you, whenever you th- make a list. It doesn't have to be on paper. You're probably driving. Don't write anything right now, okay? Be safe. I want you to just in your mind real quick, make a list of a couple of things, maybe three or four things that you consider to be common sense. And then ask yourself, why? Why are those things on that list common sense? I bet you they all have to do with what you were taught, whether you were taught these things by your parents or whether you were taught these things at school or whether you were taught these things by your individual life experience. You have this set of ideas about what you think is common sense because of what you were taught. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's totally fine. But we need to understand as a society that there are other people who are coming from a different perspective and they might be wrong. You might be wrong, I might be wrong, but the only way to get to the bottom of that is to talk about it. And if we are constantly terrified of tiptoeing around situations because we don't wanna get canceled or, you know, hashtag canceled, whatever it is, the problem with that is we don't wanna be, we don't wanna be cut off from the rest of society. I had to think about really what I wanted to say there cut off from the rest of society because of our opinions, right? I mean, I don't. I am not even going to tell you what my job is because I don't want people finding me and canceling me. Personally, I don't really have a problem with a bunch of strangers on the internet whining about what I say. What I do have a problem with is strangers whining about what I say to my boss and getting me fired. And then I can't pay my rent. And then I get kicked out of my apartment. Like, I don't have no time for that. You know what I mean? So. I'm trying to walk a fine line here between saying things that I believe need to be said and also not getting fired. And that is just so shitty, you know? The fact that I have to be careful about what I say and tiptoeing around certain issues. Like, people are not going to be able to get to the bottom of problems that are wrong in this country until we have the freedom to have messy conversations about it. And what pisses me off is that you can't actually engage with people without tiptoeing around their opinions. And this is true for both liberals and conservatives. I'm throwing everybody under the bus. You, whoever you are, probably have preconceived notions about the types of subjects that are taboo to discuss and not taboo to discuss. For example, one of the things that... Conservatives tend to shy away from conversing about is morality issues within religion, which of which there are many. Okay, one of the things that liberals tend to uh, shy away from having conversations about is, for example, um, trans people in restrooms, certain things are a no-go zone. Certain things you're not allowed to have a complicated, nuanced discussion about because you are trying to kill people with your words or whatever they say. Uh, The problem here is that you're not going to get to the answers. You're not going to get to the bottom of things until you talk about it. And that's the purpose of this podcast. That is why... I started it that's why this is that's why I'm going out of my way to explain why I'm about to offend everybody okay I'm sure I have already offended many people, but like I said, if you don't like that, feel free to leave okay. I value all human beings as an inherent equal to myself, which I have said multiple times, and yet I guarantee you there are people. Listening to this or people who have already stopped listening to this podcast at this point because I have hurt their feelings or offended them or they're not interested in engage engaging in these conversations, which is very sad. Okay. School the American public education system, which is my biggest issue, but I've been all over the place. So we're going to keep it a little bit tighter than that. But my biggest issue with the American public education system is that it does not prepare people for life after school, life after public school. Fun fact, did you know 17% of your life if you went to a traditional American public school is spent in the classroom and then 83% is spent after you graduate, which means the purpose of that 17% needs to be to prepare you for the other 83%. Is that how it works? Absolutely fucking not. That is not how it works. What happens is that most of us have our time wasted for 18 years and then wonder why we have a college degree after we finish with high school, of course, and we're working at Walmart or McDonald's or some clothing store. That's what usually happens. And I think part of preparing people for, quote unquote" the real world, is preparing them to have complicated conversations that maybe are a little awkward, maybe are a little messy, maybe offend people. I'm willing to be offended if it helps us get to the bottom of issues that are plaguing our country right now. And yes, I do care about other people who don't live in America. In fact... As you may have noticed from the description of this podcast, I consider being born in America to be winning a lottery. I'm very grateful for being born here because of all the opportunities that I have been afforded. But I do not think I am better than someone who was born in, let's say, Brazil or China or Spain or wherever the fuck, you know? Just a human being, all human beings have inherent value in my personal view, which I will continue to state until your ears bleed because I feel like it's going to come up a lot. Actually, I'm 100% sure. It's not just a feeling. It's going to come up a lot. That belief influences a lot of my other beliefs. But anyway, back to the American public education system. I think we need to prepare kids to have conversations like I'm trying to engage with people right now. Okay, they need to talk about politics and religion. And I know the polite thing is not to ever talk about politics and religion, but you know what happens when you teach children not to have conversations about politics and religion? That's right, they don't learn how to do it at all. Which means we have a bunch of adults running around who only know how to have a conversation with people who agree with them, which means there are big problems in this country that are not getting solved because we're not willing to sit down and listen to each other. So my question is, are you willing to sit here and listen to me, even participating? I'm gonna figure out how to work this thing so I can get people to send me messages and engage with me in conversations. Maybe I'll eventually have some guests on here. That'd be really freaking cool, you know, neato, really awesome. But we need to have these conversations. Really difficult ones and ones that are going to piss people off. And we need to do that despite the fact that it's uncomfortable and and icky. Because here's the thing you don't get to solving problems without having messy conversations. I don't think there's ever been a big problem that has been solved without doing that. And there are a bunch of them running around this country. And by them, I mean problems that need to be fixed and those problems part of the root of those problems I should say has to do with the fact that we're not talking when we do when we're first of all we're very very rarely willing to engage with someone who dif- believes different things than us but when we are like with debates it's not about learning from the other person it's about winning it's about you know one upping them it's not about learning from them. And the thing that I've I've adopted this belief a little while ago, and it has served me very well, I think every time you engage with a person, whether you know what they're going to say or not, whether you agree with them or not, whether they're your family member or not, you need to behave, in my opinion, you need to behave as though you can learn something from them, and they need to behave as though they can learn something from you. But that only works if both people feel that way. If you think you can learn something from them, but they don't believe that same thing about you, the conversation's not going to go anywhere. And same thing, vice versa. Both of you have to agree with that, which is why when I start conversations with people, the first thing I say is, all right, there's some things we have to agree with before we can continue having this conversation. Number one, we have to agree that you respect me and I respect you. And we have to agree that... It's okay to be honest, even if it's a little messy of a conversation. We're, You know, we have to agree if we're going to have a talk not to tiptoe around anything. Which is why the first time I have a conversation with people, uh, I do not have any intentions of recording that conversation because I want it to be completely free. I want them to feel like they can say whatever they want without fearing that I'm going to try to get them canceled. Hell, I'm going to get canceled, you know or people are going to try. So I want to talk a little bit about guests now because people love having guests on podcasts and earlier today I was thinking about how, how much of a shit show that could turn into. So I was thinking about white supremacists, as you do, and I was wondering how interesting it would be to have a white supremacist as a guest on my podcast. Why? Because it's fascinating in a very dark way how a person, especially in 2020, can think that white people are superior to others, everyone else. It's, or, you know, um, having a conversation about IQ, for example. Fun fact... I haven't actually done a lot of research at this point on the relevance of IQ in different ethnicities. But you know what? As a woman of color, yes, I did say that. I am a woman of color. Surprise. Don't know if you can tell. Um, Maybe you can't. It's fine. I've been wondering about white supremacists. And I've been wondering about how a person could get to that point obviously or in my opinion it's obvious that this has to do with how they were raised cuz parenting is like 99% of everybody's problems right i want to know how they were raised and i want to have a just a very open honest conversation because here's the thing if you're going to if you're going to fix problems if you actually have a goal in mind for solving something you have to ask yourself What the goal is. Do you want to change their minds or do you just want to yell at them, right? Because if I were to have a, a white supremacist on my podcast, they would come onto the podcast knowing for a fact that I disagree with their worldview. However, I want to get to the bottom of why they feel that way because that's the only way I have any hope of trying to undo that way of thinking, all right? And, you know, the SJWs, which is a term that pisses them off, but it's so fast and simple. I mean, it's the easiest thing. Everybody knows what I mean when I say SJWs. Um, the, <laughs> which, by the way, I need to think of a uh, conservative equivalent to that. Should I say, should I say conservative snowflakes? <laughs> I don't know. I'll think about it. But if I had a white supremacist on here, people would not let me live it down people would be so mad and they'd be so angry and frustrated and whiny about it because me giving him a platform means that I'm bad and I'm evil and I'm, you know, a self-hating woman of color, blah, 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 all that, all that nonsense. But what's the goal? Is the goal to shut him up? Because if I had a white supremacist, which I'm just assuming is a man here, but I guess could be a woman as well, if I had a white supremacist on my podcast and I actually did engage with that person in a meaningful conversation. The purpose of that conversation would be to, number one, figure out why they feel the way they feel, and number two, try to undo that. And if I couldn't undo that with that individual, then I would use their experience to inform the way I discuss white supremacy on my podcast in the future so that people who are on the fence about whether or not they think white people are the best Um, or at least, you know, non-white people are the worst, etc. Someone who's on the fence about that could be swayed in a better direction. But people who are against having those conversations with people who, quote, end quote, don't deserve a platform, they don't see it like that. All they want is to shut them up. But that's not actually what happens. What happens is that you're driving them more... uh, alt-right I guess you're driving them even closer to the far edge of what you want to prevent when you do not participate in conversations with those people you know what you're doing you're encouraging them to be in their echo chamber you're encouraging them to be in their little group where they don't actually talk to people who disagree with them and that's a problem because if you never talk about if you never talk to people who disagree with you, how would you ever know if you're wrong? So, I'm not going to say I'm going to do this anytime soon. I mean, if there are any white supremacists listening to this that would love to like like to be on my podcast, please let me know. But one of the people that I watch, I don't know if you have heard of this, um, Dave Rubin. He tends to have a lot of conservatives on his show, even leaning towards alt right. And he's been demonized for this. And he, he said, you know, I am perfectly fine having liberals, far even far left people on my show as well. They just don't want to be on it. So it seems like, you know, once you whatever group you identify with first it's more likely that the other groups are going to feel like you are being too inclusive and then they're going to shy away from you. So in my... My my personal goal, if I were to have guests on my podcast, my personal goal would be every time I have a guest to switch it up. You know, maybe one week I would have a white supremacist on my podcast and we would talk. And then maybe the next week I would have someone, you know, from Black Lives Matter and we would talk. And then the third week I might have, um, you know, someone who's literally a neo-Nazi and, you know, dresses like a fucking Nazi. Literally, every day. I I don't know. Do those people exist? Do people do that? Whatever. I would find out because I would be having a conversation with that person. But the thing is, I'm not allowed to do that. And what I mean by not allowed is that people don't like having conversations with people that are so different, you know, because they believe that they have this, um, you know, hate in their heart. And I would wager that most of them, if not all of them, do have a fair amount of hate in their heart. But once again, what's the goal? Is the goal to shut them up? Because that just radicalizes people. Trying to shut people up creates revolutions you don't want, okay? Sometimes revolutions are great. They end up in freedom and like happiness and rainbows. And sometimes revolutions are not great. Either way, they end up having positive and negatives because there's usually a lot of death with revolutions. And we want to try to avoid the death, you know what I mean? So, I think we should have the conversations. And I'm willing to have the conversations with everybody. I'm willing to have those conversations with people who are different than me in all areas. You know? I would love to have you know, a non-binary person or a trans person um, on my show as well, despite the fact that they probably would not want to be on my show after I had a white supremacist on my show because even giving the white supremacist a platform in their mind is agreeing with hate or promoting hate. When in Or maybe even, you know, they would go so far as to say it's promoting self-hate because I am a woman of color. But the thing is... Once again, I like to have the goal in mind. What is my purpose with this? My purpose is to get people to think for themselves, to get people to voluntarily extricate themselves from their, own, their echo chamber that they've cultivated. I mean, think about it. Most people who follow, um, let's say, Twitter, okay? Most people who follow people on Twitter that they disagree with, they log into Twitter Looking for reasons to be angry, you know, looking for hate, looking for things that are going to make them mad so they can just flame at that person, you know, instead of having a debate. And I don't even like the word debate because of the literal definition. We've already just discussed that. But, you know, just having a conversation. Twitter is not built for having conversations. Twitter is built for being a soapbox, You know, Twitter is built for just firing at people, you know, just um, snapping at people and then retreating or getting into these really long drawn out back and forths that don't actually lead anywhere healthy. And I do want to lead somewhere healthy. I literally want to have these difficult conversations because I want to change people's minds. And honestly, if one person ever emails me, literally one human being ever emails me and says, you know what, I was a white supremacist, but I was listening to your show for a few months and I realized that I don't really want to be a white supremacist anymore. So thank you for engaging with that me, and/or thank you for having that conversation with that other white supremacist that made me realize that my opinion was wrong, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I personally believe that would just make my whole life like I I would be so grateful for that moment. And it's not impossible. I mean, that's if I went if this podcast lasts long enough, that is almost guaranteed to happen with someone. If it's not white supremacy, it's going to be something else. But people are not willing to have these conversations. And if you don't, if you don't give everyone a platform to speak their peace, what's going to happen is they're only going to be speaking their peace to those who already agree. Which is creating an echo chamber, which is not changing any minds. I mean, if nothing else, don't you want the children of these white supremacists to have different views? Different opinions? Big changes take a long time. So you need to plant seeds, you know? For all I know, a white supremacist might be listening to me, right? Maybe a neo-Nazi is listening to me at some point, interested in the fact, you know, just maybe not even because that person agrees with me. Maybe just because they're fascinated at the fact that I'm willing to talk to someone like them, which is very rare, especially for a woman of color, okay? Okay. What kind of color? Maybe I'll let you know in a future podcast. Ooh, maybe you should take some guesses. That'll be fun. My point is, these conversations must be had. Because if we actually want to make changes in the world, we don't really have any options. Okay? So, the purpose of the common sense party, really, it's a tongue-in-cheek term. Okay? I don't believe in the two-party system. I think it's actually caused a lot more problems than it has solved. And... The common sense party also refers to the fact that common sense is taught. And if we can go into a conversation, go into a disagreement, go into a debate with the understanding that whoever we're talking with has a different idea about what common sense is because of how they were raised, because of how they were brought up, we can... And, you know, both people in the conversation have agreed about this. We can really make some strides. Okay? So the purpose that I have right now is not to get everyone who listens to this podcast to believe everything I say. Okay? I want people to learn how to think for themselves. I want people to decide what makes the most sense to them, and the only way for me to do that is to give a voice to people from all sides, from all walks of life. However, that's going to cause problems because later on, you know, the fr- you know, let's say I have a bunch of um, a bunch of liberals on. I- although after this first episode, I I feel like they're all going to run af- scared because I. Focused on the white supremacist aspect, when in reality that was just an example. I could have been, I could have used any example. You know, I could have used, um, let's let's take it the other extreme. Let's say a Black Lives Matter activist who you know considers themselves to be Black Lives Matter, but also destroys their own neighborhood whenever they feel like the world is against them. I would love to have a conversation with someone like that. I would love to have a conversation, as I said, with many people from many different backgrounds, from many different experiences. But the problem in trying to create a platform like that or give a platform to people that resemble such a thing is that people love their own echo chambers so much that anything else will make them uncomfortable. Okay? And this podcast really and truly is only for people who are willing to tolerate that discomfort to grow as a person. And so few people are. I mean, think about what we do. We control our social media by talking to those we disagree with, not because we want to actually learn something from them, but because we just want to win an argument. How is that helpful? It's not. Okay, (laughs) And I actually want to do something helpful. So I'm going to go ahead and finish this up. I know it's pretty stream of consciousness. Most of these are probably going to be stream of consciousness until I do get some guests on here. But in conclusion, I just want to state that it's incredibly important for me to create... An atmosphere where people feel comfortable talking about things that are important to them, even if those conversations are a little bit messy.